Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness, the show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening. Today, we are episode 14, and we're going to be talking about insecurity, feeling not enough, owning who you are, and seeing the gifts in people. So we have a couple special guests here today. Hello, Uh, girls. Hi. Hi, everyone. So we have Hillary, and I'm going to introduce you as a friend. (laughs) Yeah, so she is one of a couple people, very few people, that I shared my uh, gift with from early on and uh, when I felt very insecure about it and and she encouraged me and I will never forget that (laughs) so our kids went to school together and and we were just moms together for many years and uh, she came here today to talk about her experience with me and uh, you know how we've she's seen me evolve and grow and how it's inspired her yeah. So hi, Hillary. Hi, Eden. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to share just our first interaction with it, even though we had known each other for a few years. And I think our kids, they were in the kindergarten together. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't really until about fourth grade that we were doing PTA stuff, mom stuff together. And you'd come over and we were going to be talking PTA stuff and mm-hmm. and you were white as a ghost and I just remember you telling that I think you talked about it on like your second episode or maybe your third episode about the lady that you helped and mm-hmm. and uh just this realization that you had that was I got to help people like this is something that I got to do and that was a long time ago and uh, and then seeing you evolve and use your gift and it's just been such a great experience to watch you just really own it and go from this pale face girl to like just owning it and doing such amazing things with your gift. It sounds like she saw in you before you saw it in yourself. Yeah, she did. I knew that it was something I could do from the time I was a kid, but putting myself out there was something I was just so afraid to do. And you, and it's funny because you have your own fears that you might want to talk about, but you saw in me the potential that I couldn't see, that I was someone who could actually make a difference for people. And I didn't know how to go about it. You helped me with the business side. But more than that, you made me feel like I could do it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and you yeah. have. You well, have. and I think that's that's so cool to say that because um, I, I really encourage anyone listening that if you get an intuitive feeling about someone or you see a gift in someone to tell them. Absolutely. Because people get afraid to say, oh, I think you'd be good at this or you, you're gifted at this. And sometimes people don't know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really good to be able to do that. You changed her life. Oh, well, she's changed many. But I think that's why, why what we talked about later was how... 
it's so sometimes easy to see it in other people, but not in yourself. Yeah. And um, to now see that she sees it in herself and mm-hmm. is and how that's what inspires to, you. Yeah. Yeah. To really start to believe in myself and, you know, have that channel back to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so uh, there's a few things that we talked about with you the other night. We were on the phone talking, and you wanted to share a lot about your experience with, I guess, not just me, but how you, she would go to, she has gone to so many different types of gurus and, you know, I guess, Western medicine, Eastern medicine, all of it. She's tried everything because you had issues, medical issues and emotional issues, and uh, I just wanted you to give your perspective on how what I did for you made a difference compared well, to everybody else. Yeah, so I think a lot, lots of our friends know what Eden does. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it's not a secret what she does. And um, the majority of our friends all know that we're, we're good friends. So the way that I would always talk about her gift was that it's... It's like going to therapy without having to tell everybody your backstory. My dad said the same thing. Mm, really? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And to me, I mean, you know, my husband's been, I mean, all different members of my family who have never been to therapy have gone to see her. And and, um, and it's just, that's really the best way that I can describe it. And so then even when she started, it was really kind of a fun entertainment thing. It was like, Oh my God, you know, she sees dead people or she talks, she talks to dead people. It was this sort of whole Hollywood thing. I'm, I'm Canadian as well. So this was like, there's all that whole side of it, but then to have it be such a gift to be able to help you. Um, that's really where she, her journey has taken her and, and, um, that's the part where I feel it's really helped my journey. Like the first couple of times that, that I've had sessions with her and, and have people come through. I remember when my grandfather came through and I was so focused on who is this and who, who are you talking to and, and which dead person is it? And, mm-hmm. you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and now the message, right. And, yeah. and that's again, what I talked about when I listened to both of you guys, how connected you guys are to just being in the moment and, and knowing that this is supposed to be happening and having trust in that. That's what I'm always so enamored with when I'm listening to you guys. How do they, how do they let that go? How do they just be in the moment? And, um, so my, when my grandfather came through, I can remember she, you know, how she does it, right? The whole channeling Mm -hmm. and the writing and, and, uh, we couldn't quite get it. And it was, she's like, well, he, he keeps having me write this and it was his name. And, but the way that he writes George is like the old school calligraphy G. Mm -hmm. So she could, it was like org, org, org. (laughs) (laughs) So just even that was just this aha moment. And what he ended up saying was that, um, I'm not going to find my, I'm not going to find my meaning or happiness in my bowls. At the bottom of the bowl. At the bottom of the bowl. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I mean, overeating has been something, my weight, every, you know, but that's something that uh, I've struggled with my whole life. and But more for her, it was sort of like, oh, well, yeah, you're eating, right? Well, for me, it was more that what I was eating, and it was actually you had to put it in a bowl, what I would overeat with, like ice cream and cereal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's, to me, that's not something any therapist is going to get for yeah. you, you know? Wow. And it was such, just such a big revelation for me that you really, when you have a reading with her, you... you hear what you need 
from the person that you need at the time you need oh, it. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And no, they, when she, my mom doesn't, hasn't even done a reading with her, but there's stuff coming through for her. And they even told her what specific doctor to go to. And it helped something she had been struggling with for like, for like 18 months. So right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to me, it's just like, I want to scream from the rooftops. Why wouldn't you want to go to her? You know? um, but I don't. I don't scream from the rooftops. I, <laughs> yeah, because there's a, the people have to be ready for it. Absolutely, too. yeah. Right. And, right. and I think for a long time, you weren't ready. Right. You were just kind of playing with it and unhappy with where you were at and what you looked like. Mm-hmm. And you just wanted the answers instead right. of doing the work. Right. And that's what it requi- requires. Yes. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk to Susie a little bit. She's another guest of ours. Yeah. So I, I'm excited. We're Well, we're going to all talk because I feel like this topic of insecurities and confidence and feeling not enough is, you know, there's some research out there that says that 95% of all people at one time or another or, or very often feel not enough. And so if you think about it, you're there talking to people and they're in their head going, how do I look? Do I sound stupid? Am, am I acting okay? And so really none of us should be ever afraid to talk to anybody. But I know that does take a long time to get to that place. I mean, for me, at least, I it took me a long time to learn how to get to that place of just talking to anybody and really being myself completely without being in my head. It mm-hmm. takes a lot of work, but you can learn it and get there. Uh, and so Susie Augustine, who's here, she's going to join in our roundtable discussion. She does it all. She's a, she's an author and has a publishing company, Get Branded Press, and teaches people how to be confident, sexy, fit, and fab. Uh, she's a beauty expert for over 25 years and has done copywriting for huge companies, multi-million dollar companies in the beauty industry. And she does speaking. And her and I actually um, have done a lot of book projects together. So we have a book coming out in November with 25 contributing authors. And so that's really exciting. Uh, but she too has struggled with a lot of the same things and and helps people see how they, even if you're struggling, like, like what Billy said in our last episode, Billy Huffsey, mm-hmm. he said, I'm not perfect. You know, I can be messy and have my struggles and have bad days, just like all of us. And so I think that that that's one thing you do, Susie, is you help people see it's okay to be imperfect. So welcome, Susie. Thank you. (laughs) Hello. So can you share, because I think that your story, it reminded me when Eden said that Hillary saw in her her gifts the time that so I had these women's workshops that I did in L.A. and Orange County every year for three years. And uh, Susie would attend all of them. And I started seeing that she did stuff in beauty. And so can you tell that story of she didn't think about being an author and speaker and all these things. And then suddenly I asked her a question. Well, I was a writer, so I'm a beauty writer. And I went back and got my marketing degree. So I'm doing smart things. And out of nowhere, Kim said, will you come on and come to my women's group and talk about beauty and sex appeal because you're the expert. Mm-hmm. And I laughed really hard for five minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't want me to talk about marketing and branding and like smart things? And she's like, no, come talk about beauty and health and sex appeal. And so I thought about it and I'm like, okay, but I'm not going to talk about superficial things. Even though I'm in the beauty industry and that's where I make my money is doing marketing copy. That wasn't the message that talking to a group of women that I wanted to do. And so I really looked in into myself and I decided I wanted to talk about inner beauty 
and just what I call like the different keys to getting to sex appeal. And the very first one is spirit. Mm. So quickly, spirit, nutrition, exercise, education, passion, personality, grooming, and then when you put all that together, sex appeal. Oh, so it's more about okay. who you are, and 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 her biggest thing she always talks about is just if you follow, if you really truly follow your passion, which is funny because that's what Billy Havsey talked about it too. Mm-hmm. It you're you're being in your power and you're being authentic, right? Yes, and then also, like I'll talk to some women and they feel like I don't, I'm not sexy. Why do you? What am I? How am I sexy? And I'll start asking them questions and ask them about what they love to do, and all of a sudden they light up and they become so radiant. Their confidence boosts when they're talking about what they love to do. Mm. And they just, they look so beautiful. And I'm like, right there, that's what's sexy. Hmm. Yeah. That's and it's so not true. always about like, you know, you know, can you talk a little bit about like struggles you've had? You, you know, she talks about her going through menopause and, and having ups and downs with weight also. And, and how, you know, you have ways where you stay confident no matter what by following your passions. Yes. So part of that, and even with the weight gain, sometimes you feel like, you know, I speak on sexy fit and fab and I have, you know, these awesome sexy pictures of me in leopard dresses. And I'm like, you know, inside, you know, the ugly voices talk to me like, you can't do that or you don't look this way. And then this year with starting to come out of the menopause and I was just like, F it. Everything in my closet is black. So you see here today, Mm -hmm. I've got floral on and I've got Mm -hmm. pink. And so I I just went, I did a shopping spree and I bought all color in stuff that typically I'd be like, well, at this weight, I'm not going to wear this. And I'm like, too damn bad. Uh-huh. You're going to buy it and you're going to wear it. You're going to flaunt it. You're going to love it. Uh-huh. So I just, I took a lot of different steps with that. And then at the same time, as far as me following my passion, so in addition to everything else that I do, I also paint and I paint mermaids and I have mermaid books. So every day I'm painting. Sometimes it's mermaid, sometimes it's not. And when I do that, I like time disappears. And the mm. funny thing, the funny thing on those days is I probably don't even eat till like two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. I'm just you like don't think so. About it. Yeah. I don't even think about it. I'm just so in like my essence and my own zone. And and then at the same time, going when well, I'm doing a lot of like left-handed painting which then makes me a better right-handed painter. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just seeing like all this discovery and like evolving of my own talents and it's pushing away like the negative talk and and then I'm posting it so other people are seeing too that they already see me in a certain niche and they're seeing me put it out there. And my I just talked to my aunt that's 85 years old and I've been sending her the pictures of my art and so she started at 85 years old doing art again that's so neat that's so cute well Hillary you (laughs) can talk about this too a little bit with with your experience with well just what you were talking about the negative self-talk yeah Yeah. the whole out of my head and into my heart and it's funny how when I've started to sort of use that mantra how people have commented and said oh you know you look so happy or you look so and in my mind I always related my happiness to my weight and a number or somebody posted, I can't remember, somebody posted where they had a picture of themselves and a calculator in between their their feet and it had 130 on the calculator and it said it's just about perception. (laughs) So, you know, there's so much 
emphasis on what that number is. And, you know, when you let that go, it just is amazing. What it To me, it was if I let it go, then I was accepting myself at the current weight that I'm at, which I'm not happy with. But instead of just being happy with who I am and knowing that there's people in my life that are in my life, not because I'm, you know, I almost said my weight on the <laughs> I do wear my heart on my sleeve, but I don't know if I wear it that much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like you said, you know, with the clothes that you wear, you think, oh, I'm not supposed to wear this because I weigh this amount, or I'm not supposed to wear that because I wear this amount. But once you just own your body, it, own it's, you yeah, it's yeah. different than giving up. It's different than saying, no, I don't want to be healthier. I don't want to still lose weight because I want to, for health reasons, or feel good. But that's feeling good and being happier two different things. Well, also it's the perception, and we got to think about ourselves to where we think of ourselves sometimes in a negative light, but when we time. see other people, <laughs> mm-hmm. we don't think that way. Right. We're looking at their best. Yeah, their best. And then, you know, as we talk to each other, we're looking at each other's eyes, the hair, you know, all these different things, their smile, their personality, just how they light up in different ways. So it's so silly. Sometimes in my head where I'm like, oh, my God, just get over it. Mm. <laughs> Self-talk, get over it. Yeah. Well, and I think I think it's it's also what we what we immerse ourselves in. So if we're going to like stare at all these people that seem perfect and people that are maybe unobtainable or, or you know, maybe not authentic or whatever, whatever it may be, you know, glamorous or airbrushed. But then versus if we just look at real women or if we look, you know, the other day I was Googling like Sophia Vergara and Kelly Clarkson and women that just own who they are so strongly and are like, I love my body. I love who I am. You know, I think that we immerse ourselves in that. We start saying, oh, it's it's a lot of it is just if we feel not enough, it's because we're comparing ourselves too much to others. You know, because where did we get that? Where did that come from? Unless it might have well, come from a family member or a teacher yeah. or a friend bashing us, you know? Right, right. We have some parent issues that, you know, <laughs> I can speak to that. Yeah. Yeah. But a- I think what was such a big thing for us, for you and I, Eden, was that it was so easy for me to see what you should be doing. And, and then for you to then throw that back at me and go, well, you too. Like, mm. That was like, oh, you know, you could, I could, it was easy for me to see that this is what you should be doing and this is the natural course for me and but it was so hard for me to see it for myself so yeah because we have well I think if there was a a parent who was critical we hear them talking to us and nothing's ever good enough right well we believe that that's a lie (laughs) yeah well, and I think people have trouble, like one of the exercises that, that is very popular that I give people when I speak or do workshops or in my mastermind groups is I, I actually ask people, how many of you, and let's say there's an audience of 200, I'll say, how many of you have ever asked people for genuine feedback? How do you see me? How would you describe me? What is some constructive criticism you can give me? And almost every audience, maybe eight people raise their hand. And so I usually assign them, okay, you know, I dare you to email six to eight people and say, how would you describe me? What are gifts and talents I have? And what is some constructive criticism you may have for me? And you know what? It sounds crazy because we're not supposed to care what people think, but it helps us to see how people are actually seeing us. And almost always it's up leveled of what we're thinking about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And people start going, oh, 
six people saw me as a leader or they see me as glowing or pretty or glowing and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they don't um, see that I've, I'm overweight yes they, and, they, and yeah, none of them will say well you need to lose 20 it pounds it can be right? life changing yeah. to yeah. get feedback and, and I think that it's invaluable I've seen it only help people yeah, in many ways that's actually the business that my dad used to, well he's still sort of he's semi-retired but is the business of feedback but for me it was more how do you you can hear all of that but then how do you live that how do you actually and accept it, accept and, it and believe and, it and that's like when I hear you guys talking I feel that you guys really have this just sense of being in the moment and um that is I think where a lot of women especially struggle with well I think you were telling me the other night I think something happened that I was sick or I wasn't feeling good, something like that. And I said, I think um, that, you know, okay, this is just where I'm supposed to be right now. And I accept it and I surrendered to it. Right. And that just blew you oh, away. Our, our kids, I think that was what we were talking about. The, oh, the, and the kids, the kids too. Yeah. So we both struggled with, both of our kids went to college this first yeah. year. And um, I we were both struggling that first couple of months that they left. But my son, I, I mean, I love him dearly, but uh, we, but you, we were struggling. <laughs> I was just struggling trying butt to, heads. yeah, butt heads because I see a lot of my my faults that are coming up, and in, in him, and so it was like a big reflection. It's not his fault, but, and so I, I was surprised at how difficult it was. I was like, okay, yes, when are you leaving? Like, let's go. I'm dropping off in college, and then so I, I, we really, I lean on you a ton. And uh, you were like, this is just what I got to feel right now. I just got to feel myself through this. And I was like, okay, uh, I'll do it. And I let myself be, and it wasn't until I let myself be sad and, and, you know, visually see myself in a different place like you were, that mm-hmm. that I could really kind of, uh, you know, get to a better place. Yeah. Good for you. You've come a long way. <laughs> well, I know Susie grew up, you grew up with nine siblings, right? Oh, wow. Yep. Seven and brothers. So, and they're all very different than her. And so how do you feel you rose above that and became, you know, your own person? Well, I'm the ninth of 10 kids. And my mom, at the age of 16, had a career with the FBI. And she was a um, fingerprint expert. And she met my dad, who was in the Marines. They got married, had all these kids, and my mom was a housewife. And I don't think she even learned how to drive until, I don't know, maybe I was like eight or nine. And then I, when I was 11, she became an Avon lady. Mm-hmm. And she was 49. And so that opened up my eyes to beauty and skincare. So at a very early age, that happened, which ended up shaping my life. Because, and with that many kids, and we all went to Catholic school, and you had your uniforms, and you had a few outfits. And there was a lot of things that we didn't get, but I always could have whatever Avon skincare makeup I wanted, and I could always have any book or magazine that I wanted. Mm. So I ended up being a beauty writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting what inspires you. Yeah. You know, that's for sure. So. And, and that's still how I give myself bonuses, is usually books. Mm. You write books. I write books and I buy books. (laughs) Hillary, you had experience with just like many people out there with depression. And I know you got some help. You met someone that I introduced you to 
That was such a big help for you. Yes. Can Missy, you talk about that? Missy, yeah, she's been great. Um, I think that was when you were had your pain in the neck. And uh-huh. you were, yeah. So she works with like emotional healing. So she's been somebody that has just Missy been. Missy Fowler, right? Yes, I've worked with her too. Yes, yeah, yes. she's great. Yeah, she's great. Um, and, you know, you, you learn how like you're, or you hear so much that you're supposed to love yourself. And once you love yourself, everything's going to be great. But how do you do that? How do you do that on a regular basis? So she's really helped me just, you know, when things come up, how to get out of my head and into my heart and just um, be more accepting of the process and and not fighting it as much. And mm-hmm. um, even, the big word surrender. Yeah, the, the surrender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you guys use so, but it's so eloquently yes like, <laughs> and, and and like it's just rolls off your tongue but that's something that where it's you're changing a habit you're changing a habit of 47 years so mm-hmm. um it's she's been really really helpful well it's amazing i know i see a big difference in you, you do? you're just yeah lighter happier it's funny i mean people even at work that i don't even know and um everybody wants to equate it to something oh you've lost weight or oh are you tanned or oh it's like no i just um, i feel better about you know who I am so yeah shedding yeah. a lot of the the emotional trauma and the pain yeah and, and all it's of not it's not your um what is that word I don't know I can't think of it it's not your identity anymore right you don't want to own it anymore it could it could be served like one of the exercises I do when I do coaching is um, a letting go exercise where you shift all you come up with all of the guilt, pain, shame, anger, you know, sadness, anything like that. And you feel it and you figure out where it came from. But then you go, what can I change this into? What, what am I deciding to change this into? And you change it into grace, bravery, wisdom, um, humility, compassion. Even gratitude. Gratitude. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for showing up. Give it lots of love mm-hmm. and just let it go. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's and it's a constant it's a constant, constant, constant work in progress, you know, yeah. like all of it is. So it's like yeah. be easy on yourself. Yeah. yeah, and I think you're just more self aware. Right. Yeah. Instead right. of um, unconscious. Right. And reactionary too. I mm-hmm. think that's something just letting it happen, letting it Yeah. What, what do you feel, Susie, for letting go? What's your biggest way that you let go of things that get to you? Well, she lives it, where she lives with the ocean view, so that helps. Well, that's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> so part of it is enjoying that. To no uh-huh. matter how I feel in the morning, it's like I'm going to, I'm paying for this, I'm going to enjoy it, and then I just do. I just, am, I'm enjoying it. I'm doing my writing, I'm doing my painting, I'm doing other types of projects that I feel passionate about. So that's one of the things going back to following your passion. If you feel passion for something that you're doing that starts to take over like your day, your thoughts, your being, and you just end up evolving through it. Yeah, totally. Well, I feel that that you guys pat yourself on the back. Like one of the things that, um, that the girl who wrote The Secret, um, what's her name? Rhonda Byrne. The one that wrote The Secret, she wrote a a few other books, like really great books. Right now, I think it's called The Magic I'm reading. But she talks about how you literally have to tell your mind, like, I saw that thing. It made me happy. Or I did that thing. I was letting go. I, you know, um, had this great experience. I am so grateful. Because you're training your brain to start to look for those things. And then you more have that energy about you. And you're not in the old patterns of self-bashing or self-deprecating or just old old patterns. So it's simple. You just have to keep 
training your own mind. And so I feel like today was great with all of us. Like you, Hillary, were very vulnerable, very authentic, very heartfelt. And it probably is going to help thousands of people. You know what I mean? And Susie, you also just being just being out there and, and being daring to tell your innermost thoughts and secrets that usually people hide. You know what I mean? So thank you for being here. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah. And Susie, what can you tell how we can find you? Sexyfitfab.com. Awesome. Cool. Books and programs and um, all kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, my books and also getbrandedpress.com, but it's all going to come to the same website and it'll tell about like the books that I publish and how you can become a published author. And I have a writing to wow book writing workbook. So if you've ever wanted to write a book, Go to Amazon, check out that book, and it goes through the whole process and helps you to outline a book. Write your own book. And you can become an author, too. Awesome. Well, thank you, girls. Maybe you will, Hillary. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yay. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.